This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to the Man of Fit Podcast. Does work exhaust you? Do you wish there were more hours in the day? Why you should learn to rest biblically? Come, listen, and join the discussion. The Man of Fit Podcast. Hey friends, hey family, welcome to the Man Fit Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse, and I'm here with my good friend, Jay. Jay, how are you doing? Woohoo, I'm good. <laughs> you. Um, so the past few weeks, we have been focusing pretty heavily on mindset uh, and the difference between really having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, uh, really in different aspects of our lives. Um, while we plan to continue this journey, um, I'm going to throw you a little curveball, Jay, which I know in your history of playing baseball, you've kind of struggled with. So I think yes. you're going to be okay with this one. Though. Yes. Um, so in the past kind of month or so, my church has really been um, studying rest and really resting from a kingdom mindset or rather from God's presence and his peace. Uh, so anyways, one Sunday uh, in my life group, we were specifically discussing different ways that we kind of run out of energy um, or we get restless. Um, it really made me think back to a post you you did on Facebook over the summer, I think, um, during our habits discussion over a post you, you posted about um, the habits of energy, um, I, I believe is how you worded it. So if you're okay with it, I'm going to read a little bit of, of that post. And then I just thought maybe we could just discuss a little bit about it today. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, so you, you, you wrote, everyone says your most valuable asset is your time. Uh, I disagree. It is your energy for you, for you who are a new parent with a child that has not concurred sleeping through the night, you will understand this. The days are way too long and the nights are way too short. Why is it? Why? Is it the time? No, you have the time, but you don't have the mental capability or the physical stamina because you lack energy, not time. You work an eight-hour shift with stressful meetings, hundreds of interactions a day, working through lunch, and preparing dinner within 10 minutes of coming home. Yet you know you need to work out to take care of yourself. Do you find yourself working out or do you find yourself watching Netflix or ESPN? Is it time or is it energy? Um, yeah. So I think it's pretty apparent when you, when we kind of reexamine uh, our day uh, that we are kind of, like you said, a byproduct of our energy versus um, a byproduct of our time. Yeah. So I came across that theory cause I was listening to one of my coworkers talk. And he was, he, 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 he's presently in college and right. he often enjoys the nightlife and he will actually come in to work and he does a great job. He's always energized, but he's like, man, I sleep in till like 11 o'clock. And my brain was like, well, that's pretty much because you're out till two. Yeah. But, <laughs> He sits there and he goes, I'm always getting tired. And I was like, you know, that's kind of strange because me being as a new parent, I was like, I get tired. And yet we, we both had the same amount of time, but he's always willing to sit here and go out. 
and mm-hmm. um, I'm always not. <laughs> so I was thinking that the more that we sit here and we focus on our planners or our phones, making sure our calendars are up to date, making sure that we're transitioning from aspect of our life to the next, whether we've got work, then doctor's appointment, then mm-hmm. this, that, or the other, man, we're, we're just kind of pushing into the red on the fuel gauge. Mm-hmm. And once we push into the red, we really lose our ability to like control our emotions, mm-hmm. irritable, we're sleepy. We don't want to sit here and uh, like fix problems. And then speaking of problems, we're not great problem solvers. Um, <laughs> so whenever we look at um, being creative or, or establishing how we want to sit here and uh, make new, new solutions, we don't have the energy to do so. And so right. I really came to grips in that moment of like, Hey, you know, time is a great and wonderful asset. And mm-hmm. everybody says that it's the most important thing that you can give, but it's absolutely worth nothing if you can't put your energy behind it. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of where I really came up to it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Um, I find it kind of cool that, that you um, kind of had that revelation over talking to uh, a coworker who um, is probably younger than you, I'm assuming, since he's in college. Um, and so just different aspects of your y'all's lives that you could probably relate back to when you were in college, staying up late um, and then getting up early to do stuff um, and being able to kind of make it through the day. And then how that shifted now with your new perspective, because I know one of the big things we've been talking about, um, especially since uh, going over the habit topics is you're, you're really trying to get to bed on time, stuff like that, but you still kind of find yourself getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, time, like you kind of said, you know, out of most things in our lives, that's like one of the most fixed things out there. Yeah. Like, it's not like we can add time to our day. And yeah, someone like just we can add time to the up. week, the year. Um, so it is becomes a way of like, how can we not necessarily manipulate this, this thought process, but how can we refocus, rethink and change our mindset going off of what we've been talking about here recently, but, uh, into understanding our day to days a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I hate to cut you off there, but you were about to like stumble on one of the things that I've been actively practicing and it's What's actually that? been pretty helpful. Okay. Um, so when when you're talking about manipulation of the fixed preset of time, mm-hmm. and you've got the premise of energy comparatively, um, obviously no one's gonna like lasso the sun and like pull it back down uh, down underneath the horizon. Well, yeah, because horizon the, the, so the, the rope would burn underneath the sun, of course. Okay, okay. The moon. No one's going to yeah. lasso the moon okay. and pull it down so the sun stays up. <laughs> <laughs> but but when we go through our day, we like mentally find times that you can actively tell yourself, there's where I can rest. And I mm-hmm. think people actually do this, but they don't fill that time with active rest they will fill it with another problem solving situation especially families 
I have a question for you, um, and you kind of just answered it. You used the term active rest, which I which I appreciated. But um, one of the things we think about when we get when we rest is kind of this thought of being lazy. Um, but I don't think that's it. You know, no. I don't think I don't think resting is being lazy. I think it's um, kind of you can do it, like you said, actively. Um, what are your thoughts? So that? when I say like actively active yeah. rest um it's it's not really sitting on a couch it's not really watching tv it's not really even really reading a book although a book may sit here and be part of it but it's participating in like a routine in which mm-hmm. you can encourage your body to slow down and so like um on the weekends i generally attempt to get up early mm-hmm. and about between 12 and two here in Texas is extremely hot. Mm -hmm. And so doing things outside is very counterproductive most of the time. And so I actively try to participate in a routine that will encourage my body to take a nap if I so choose. And so like I'll prepare lunch, I'll sit down, I'll eat lunch and I won't turn on lights. I got plenty of natural light. And so I'll just have mm-hmm. lunch and what natural light happens, which is kind of in the shade. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, you know, going back to when I was talking about my life group, uh, we've been going through a book um, called Called Terrain by Lef Hefland, um, I believe is how you say his last name. He's Norwegian. Very, very cool guy. Um, anyways, in that book, it really kind of talks about these four different aspects um, of life uh, in our bodies that we expend energy. So one being physical, one being mental, uh, the other two being emotional and spiritual. Mm. Um, And so when hearing people talk and thinking about those aspects and then thinking about this active rest, um, I kind of go along the lines that um, where you're lacking so if you think of all those four things as a fuel bar, right? Yeah, yeah. Whichever one you've expended, you need to rest that one. So that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. But like, for instance, you know, Saturday mornings, because it gets hot in the afternoon, is probably when you're going to try to do your yard work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to be outside being really physical. So then when you come in, you're not going to want to do anything necessarily physical, but you may play a game with your son. You may... Um, you know, read a book with your wife, something like that. So you're expending another energy bar while that one refuels. Um, so I think that's kind of a cool way to kind of think about it because again, like I said, I think it's, it's common for people to think I just need to be lazy, but that's not really resting. Like, I don't know if you've ever just sat around all day, but that's sometimes one of my most restless times is when I'm absolutely doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you. And later in the season, we're going to be discussing earning your rest. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll stop there, but I 100% agree with you that having a quote lazy day or a couch day is probably one of the worst things you can do to really re energize yourself. Um, but that's pretty cool. I haven't really thought of like the actual pillars and, or the fuel bars. And mm-hmm. I, I think. When I think about that, I think that's definitely a great way to like manage your day and um, to go through it. I think the I would definitely always try to do my physical 
in the morning. And then I would try to do my mental between like 11 and four. And then after that, my spiritual will be first thing to get up first thing or last thing to go to bed. And then the last one, um, what was the last one you said? Was, emotional. Emotional. Ah, who needs emotions? <laughs> You're a guy. We don't do emotions. Yeah, we don't do emotions um, here in Manifest. So, just kidding. so would that be just looking at your daily life? That's how you would kind of lay it out? Or do you think there's some science behind like the, the you're better being more physical in the morning um, kind of taking a lull and being more mental kind of early afternoon um, or just in your life. Have you seen that that's when you work the best? Personally, that's where I, I, I found that I've worked the absolute best is whenever I sit here and I wake up and I do something physical to get the day started. I feel more yeah. energized and then I feel more creative after um, yeah. that. And then towards the evening, I'm not as creative. And then I'm also just slowly getting tired. So I yeah, hate one and what God's going to give me yeah. so that I can uh, finish out the day. No, no, I love that. I, I just find it interesting because I kind of follow, like fall in line with that too. You know, we talked about last season, uh, kind of this diurnal pattern um, yeah. where you're about your cortisol levels kind of match up with that. Um, and what I've noticed is that from like nine to 11 in the morning is when I would have my peak desire to work out. That's when I would like enjoy to work out outside of that time. I have no desire to work out at all. Um, and so like going back, that's kind of the physical part, but that's also when you're going on this uprise in that diurnal, um, pattern and uprising the cortisol pattern. Um, but there's also good research out there that shows that just being active uh, gets oxygen, you know, into your blood cells, which helps refuel your overall body's fuel tank. So coming off of a sleep, it kind of helps get all the organs and everything waking up and going. Um, and then, you know, other exercises like biking, running, stuff like that can help increase the actual mitochondria in your cells to help produce more energy throughout the day. Um, so I think that doing those things kind of early from a scientific point also has shown that um, towards the latter part of the day, you'll be more energized. Yeah. Like the bunny. Yeah. The energizer bunny. So. Um, but I, I really think that learning your own um, diurnal pattern and being able to focus on the amount of energy that you have between the four bars, because I really like what you're saying there. I n- I've never I've never heard of that. But And then just in general, focusing on your energy. Um, I did also read another book, and I'm trying to remember the title. Um for those listening, I'll put it in the comments below. Um, but it discussed when you go through your day, you understand that there are going to already be hard parts. So like, say you have a meeting and say you're a manager. And so you have a meeting in front of everybody and you've got to sit here and speak in front of a lot of crowds or you're a student and at your two o'clock in the afternoon class, you've got a presentation that you have to present for 25 minutes or 30 whatever it may be. And um, you're sitting here going, I know that that's going to require 
a lot of mental capacity during that time of the day. Um, you can sit here and structure your day so that you can sit here and ha- have and reserve some of that energy, like you said, um, so that you can be preemptive and be um, well-fueled for those moments. Like, say you sit here and you have that presentation as a student at from 12 or 1 or 2, you can get up early, 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning. You can go work out. You can get that physical fuel bar going so that your body can get mm-hmm. going for the day. You mm-hmm. can utilize that morning to go to class, but you're understanding that you're taking notes for later to study. You're not problem solving in those first classes. You're actually just being your own kind of like assistant at that point in sure. time. Sure. And then you can sit here and go and see, do I need to take a quick nap or can I sit here and turn around and I, I can have lunch and I feel prepared and energized for that. Um, so I think learning to adjust your day uh, is also a little a little pattern. But the other thing that I wanted to sit here and uh, talk about is it is not just scientific that discusses rest. It's actually biblical to discuss rest. made this far into the episode thank you so much for your support Uh, i hope you're really enjoying the content so far we are excited to announce another giveaway to kick off season two Uh, we are giving away dr myron roll's book uh, the two percent way dr roll is an ex-nfl athlete turned neurosurgeon and credits his success to the philosophy of making small improvements each day in order to enter the giveaway all you have to do is follow and join the manifest podcast group on facebook then leave a review on your performed streaming platform. You can find further details in the show notes below or on Facebook. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to the Manfit Podcast. We just kind of uh, ended off um, to kind of our introduction to uh, rest, but uh, really a biblical rest, a rest that comes from God, um, a rest that um, kind of refreshes all uh, four of those kind of bars that we were talking about in the the last section, you know, your physical, your mental, your emotional, but your spiritual. Uh, yeah. So the spiritual bar is, is pretty, pretty important when I sit here and think about it, but I was looking through, um, the scriptures, Jesse, and obviously you've got the classic one that's used in movies. It's used in discussions and it's always pointed back to when it talks about rest is that God rested in Genesis two, two through three. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all of his work, which God had created and made. And then in the Old Testament, that kind of um, premise of rest was extended out to a couple circumstances, Um, especially when we're talking about the Israelites and when God rescued them from bondage in Egypt. 
And you can see this. And I found this really interesting. Um, it is almost verbatim um, for the words, word for word, in two different places. <laughs> it's in Exodus 28 through 11. And then it's in Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15. And if wow. you're listening, you want to find it, you go go grab your Bible and look at it. It is almost word for word. It is really interesting. Two different spots in, uh, in the Bible, yet the exact same text. So um, Exodus 28 through 11, it sits there and says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animal, nor any foreigner residing in your town. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So when I stop and I think about this, I don't necessarily think that it is sleeping that Mm -hmm. he is talking about when he says, do not work. Or when he's saying rest, it's not a call for like laziness or sloth. Um, it's it's more of a call for recollection mm. or um, not uh, like reverence. Yes, reverence. And yeah. Because I mean, when you look at the story of Exodus, God worked mm-hmm. to get them out, just like God worked to create earth and create creation god did he he reached down and saturn caused um fire to fall from the sky or blood to become water or water become blood i mean he did these miracles um for them and i think whenever it calls for um the people of israel to look back on the sabbath i think it's actually to turn their view back to God and his greatness, his power, his holiness, and not to sit here and have anything that could distract them on that day. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. You know, um, the traditional uh, Jewish uh, day starts at night. Um, the oh. traditional day starts at night. So if you read from the from Genesis, it, it says there was night, then there was there was there was night, then there was light or day, um, and that's the first day. Something like that is how it's worded. So the idea is that the traditional um, day starts from a day of rest. So even every day of the week—Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday—all start at n- nightfall, um, and it goes until the next nightfall. Um, and so that, which is versus what we think about, we go with like the sun, right? So we go from when the sun rises, that's day, that's when, and then nighttime is when, you know, the moon comes out. And so I, I love, like, if you think about that from that perspective, like everything we do is kind of is supposed to derive from a place of rest derived from this, uh, place of, um, just being in the presence of yeah, God. Peace. Yeah, in peace. And so, no, I think you're absolutely correct. We're that first full day that, you know, the first humans were alive. Uh, they were in the Garden of Eden um, with God, resting, fellowshipping, 
um, worshiping, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, they weren't doing nothing, like you said, but they were with the father. And I think that's the whole point, like you you said, of the Sabbath is to remember that is holy or to remember that we are supposed to uh, give reverence back to the father. Yeah. And I love what you said there in communion with God when they're we're speaking of Eden, because that's a that's 100 percent right. They were actively doing things. They were the caretakers of the Garden of Eden. It wasn't like they were just lounging on chairs and the animals were strolling by serving them. I mean, they they had a purpose. They Mm -hmm. had a purpose and it was God's purpose for them. And one of the last verses that I wanted to add for today in the Old Testament was from Psalms 127, 1 through 2. Um, So listen closely for our listeners. But unless the Lord builds the house... The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain, you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. And so when I was reading that, I was like, that's a little little different. Um, I'm not quite... Sure. And so I went into the um, comments in scripture below and what it was talking about is when you read verse one in Psalms 127 is saying, if the Lord's not there, it's a waste of time. Uh And it was talking about how you can give your efforts. And it was also you, if he so chooses to give protection, if, if he's not there, It's not happening. But then in verse two, he takes it one step further and he sits there and says that the the person, the individual that is trying to sit here and obtain something good, it's they're they're trying to get early. They're trying to sit here and stay up late. They're utilizing their own energy, their own efforts, their own power, their own thought process, their own problem solving. And he says, even if you do it yourself, and you're trying to do it yourself, and God's not there, it's useless. And yeah, yeah go ahead. I, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, that you know, I mentioned earlier that we, my church, well, my life group and us, uh, have been going through a book called "Call to Rain" by Lef Heflin, um, and he speaks a lot about this. Not necessarily this verse, but a lot about this idea that if we are not coming from a place uh, from God, uh, a place of being in his presence and him being with you, uh, then everything you do, just like you said, um, is basically worthless. You know, um, we're, we're called, um, to, to live and to work out of God. We can't do anything, um, with him. I mean, without him, but we can do everything with him. And we're called to Mm. have that um, love for the world, have that love for each other. Um, And it's this idea that we don't really know uh, what we have um, until, um, until we basically have it essentially. But it's, but it's the idea that we're, we're always trying to do something to get something versus having something to do something. Um, That's beautiful. 
So our world is all designed about like, you need to make these grades. So you go to college, you need to do this. So you improve here. You need to do this so you can get this job or that job uh, versus being, um, being the kingdom mindset where you're loved by God. Um, you're, we're called to be um, co-heirs with Christ. So we're brothers and sisters um, with Christ. So, and then from that, knowing that we're fully loved, we are called to do. And so it, it gets really hard, kind of really confusing t- sometimes because we have commandments like in the New Testament where it says, uh, you know, if those those who love me will follow my commandments, uh, being the Ten Commandments, being going out, preaching the gospel, stuff like that. Um, and so it's this idea of you have to do something. But then we also have these parallel passages like in First Corinthians 13 that says, um, if you do not love um, let me read it. Sorry. Let me grab it. Um, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gog or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. So it's this idea that we learn from Jesus in the new Testament that you can't know love without knowing God because God is love. Right. And so everything that you're doing, if you're not doing it from a place of love, then it's worthless. It's like, uh, you know, a whisper in the wind or, or it's like a clanging symbol. It just makes noise. It doesn't have a kingdom profit. It doesn't have a lasting effect on people. Mm. You kind of see that pretty well also in this idea um, in John 5. Um, kind of the whole chapter, really. It's it's a really beautiful chapter uh, when you sit and think of it from what it, we've been talking about. Because um, Jesus is um, going to the synagogue um, in, I believe, Bathsheba, or maybe it's in Jerusalem, somewhere around there, if I remember correctly. And he, uh, so he's going by this pool, this pool. Um, and basically the story goes is that, um, every so often the waters kind of turn up and the first one into that pool gets healed, a miraculous hill. But there's this one guy who's laying on a mat. He's been there for like 30 something years because he can't walk. Um, and nobody will take him to the pool and lay him in. So Jesus essentially calls to the man and tells him to pick up your mat and go. Um, and so he picks up his mat, he goes and he walks away. Well, then the, uh, religious leaders of the, of the time saw him and asked him who, who put you in the water? Because the day that this happened was Sabbath. And so at that time, you know, the religious leaders thought, followed everything of the old Testament verbatim. Yeah. They were very, very, Example, very Exodus elite. 20. Yeah. They were very, very legalistic. Like we tend to be in our lives. Um, And so they then, so he tells them and they go and confront Jesus. And I love Jesus's response because he's, he says, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does for the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes. And he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. So the idea here is that, yes, 
it was performed on the Sabbath, but he did it because God showed him. God kind of um, willed him, if you will, like gave him that destiny that you need to heal this man today. And so it goes back to what we were saying, you know, at the very beginning um, that uh, we can't do anything unless it comes from God. And our purpose is to be holy, to reverence God and to feedback and give him glory and honor. Mm -hmm. And so everything we do isn't meant to just be lazy. You know, traditional Jews will, um, even to this day, they'll, they'll, uh, fix all their food right up on Friday because their, their seventh day of the week is Saturday. So they'll fix their food up to Friday. And then as soon as night falls on Friday night, they don't do a single thing. So they have everything prepared for the next day. They absolutely do nothing. Um, and it kind of gives this idea of mindfulness. So while their intentions are good, um, you know, we can, we can see that there are some flaws in it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's so beautifully said. Um, it's, it's great to sit here and have time to rest, but the only time to rest is when you're with the Lord. And so we don't, we don't encourage any of our listeners to sit here and take the path of um, laziness or the idea of, I just need to sit around just to sit around for a day. Um, Take intention with it. Take the time to sit here and reflect back on how God brought you through that week or how God's bringing you through that tough time, or maybe you're in the tough time and you need time to be quiet and still your soul so that you can turn and see where God's trying to lead you. Because remember, in your own effort without God, you're not going anywhere. So um, I hope you all enjoyed this. Um, Really take some time and see where you can manage your energy and return your focus back to the Lord. Um, if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up on an uh, email with manifit22 at gmail.com. Or you, we've got our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we try to post on those weekly, so check those out. It's not necessarily the same content, but it's still generally pertaining to what we've spoken on each week. So uh, give that a shout out. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, Jesse, anything else? Um, no, I'll just say, re, re, uh, kind of reiterate what you were saying is that uh, just kind of spend some time praying um, and seeing where the Lord is kind of leading you into a season, um, a time of rest, what that might look like. Um, you know, ideally, it probably is not going to be just sitting there doing nothing. But for some, it may, if you're super, super busy all the time and you're running from work to practices to tournaments on the weekend, um, it may be that you need to take an active day of just being at home, um, being still and knowing the father. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Well, as always, May God bless you and keep you. May he let his light shine upon you. And we will see you and hear from you soon. Have a great one.
Thanks for listening to the ManFit Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ManFit Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we discuss the importance of establishing time for play.